Hey guys, welcome back to the FFP. It's time for week nine of our start sit. That means, as always, every player from every game, and we're going to give you everything you need to know to dominate your league come away with a win, and be one step closer to a championship. Guys, I'm super excited for this video, but it's going to be a long video. We have four teams on by this week, the Lions, Seahawks, Buccaneers, and the Washington football team. That means in this video, we are going to be covering 28 teams from 14 games and discussing every fantasy-relevant guy, hopefully everything that you need to know. I'm going to do my best to not miss anything. Feel free to skip around the video to talk about the games and the players and the teams that you were most interested in, but it is really nice to watch the video as a whole and get a little bit more of a holistic approach to this week's fantasy and get, I guess, a good feel for what the layout of football is looking like right now. Either way, let's get right into it with our first game. Our first game for this week is the Jets at the Colts. And I want to talk about the Jets first. Like we talked about in our waiver wire, I have to ask you guys, what are your thoughts on Mike White? He comes out and dominates in his first NFL start, uh, throws 400 yards. I think that was the most from last week. And actually, I saw a funny thing. A guy, I guess, bet $1,000 that he would throw the most yards this week. And sure enough, he was right, but uh, he probably has a bit of a gambling addiction there. Uh, I certainly would not have put that much money down, no matter how confident I was. Uh, But the question really is, 40 yards, three touchdowns against a fairly good, not great, but definitely average or above average um, Bengals defense. What does he do this week versus the Colts? Well, Here's the thing. I think we saw from last week, he is clearly a far more viable option than Zach Wilson. That to me seems very obvious, even after one performance. Well, of course, with the Patriots game as well, he looks better and he offers more fantasy value to this Jets offense. That's great, but I would not start him at all this week versus the Colts. It's not a terrible matchup, but it's not a great matchup either. The Colts have given up big fantasy points to Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Ryan Tannehill, um, but he is none of those guys. He is not a Russell Wilson. Meanwhile, they shut down bad quarterbacks like Jimmy Garoppolo and Davis Mills. Uh, I think he's going to fit somewhere in between. I think he's certainly better than a Garoppolo, but we, we don't know exactly what he is, and I just don't think you can be confident enough to start him. So I'm going to avoid playing him this week, and I think you should too. If you're looking for a running back too, especially in PPR leagues, Michael Carter is a fairly good option to go with. Now, he's currently 19th in running back PPR scoring this season, but he was 7th and 1st in his last two games since the bye. Both of those games were with Mike White. So weekly scoring, he finished 7th and then he finished 1st. He's basically an RB1 when Mike White has been in there. That trend will likely continue in PPR leagues, and here's why. Now, he's got three touchdowns in the last four games, but it's not even the touchdowns for me that has sold me on his value. Let's look at the stats from the last couple of games, and it'll become very obvious. Last game alone, he had 15 carries for 77 yards and a touchdown. That's 5.1 yards per carry. What he really did, though, was 14 targets, 9 catches, and 95 yards. He was an absolute monster in the passing game. And last game wasn't a fluke. The game before versus the Patriots with Mike White under center as well. He had nine targets, eight catches, and 67 yards. Now, those numbers will likely come down. He is not going to be seeing nine, you know, eight or nine catches a game. 
But it's very safe to say that he's probably going to see three or four or five catches a game and in the right matchups will then bounce up and have some of those monster performances. Ultimately, you can play him as a solid RB2 in PPR leagues. I would consider him a low-end running back two in standards. There's a lot of risk there. We don't know what this offense is yet. There's a lot of value. And I've been saying it for weeks. If you watched our waiver wire videos, I kind of like Michael Carter. I have for a while now. As far as the wide receivers go, it's pretty simple to me. I'm going to sit all wide receivers. Now, and Corey Davis, he's got that hip injury, um, and he is currently questionable. He was out last game and did not play. You know, we'll see when, when he comes back what he looks like. Even then, he didn't have huge fantasy value. Uh, with Corey Davis out, Crowder will see the largest target share in that offense. He is going to be the leader there, but there's really no guarantee he finds the end zone. There's no guarantee that he's going to get you seven or eight catches for 100 yards. It doesn't feel like safe production. I would consider him a wide receiver four. Um, Again, that just comes down from the fact that even with Mike White in with big yards, he didn't have a monster day. He certainly didn't have a bad day, but I also want to project the fact that Mike White's not going to throw 400 yards and three TDs every game. This game, he'll probably be closer to 250 and one or maybe two touchdowns um, with the majority of those targets going to the running back there, Michael Carter. So I would sit him. I would sit the tight ends, Croft and Griffin, sit the kicker, Matt Amendola and the Jets defense. I'd sit them as well. Taking a look at the Colts side now, uh, Carson Wentz, he's an interesting guy. I think he's a tempting start. In fact, I, I would say probably start him in that 10 to 12 range. Not a great play. There's some risk there, but he's been pretty safe over the last couple of weeks. He's got five straight games with two or more touchdowns. He's got back-to-back weeks with three touchdowns, including one game where he scored three touchdowns in just disgusting rainy weather. He's top 10 in fantasy scoring in three of his last four games. The Colts have really found their footing, and he has emerged with a new wide receiver one. Michael Pittman is a stud receiver. He's not just a wide receiver one for the Colts. In fact, he is a wide receiver one in fantasy. He is 11th in fantasy PPR scoring. He had 10 catches last game. He had 100 yards the game before. He's got four touchdowns in four games. So you need to start Michael Pittman as well. I would consider him to be a high-end wide receiver two or a low-end wide receiver one. I would sit all other wide receivers. Both Hilton and Paris were out. If they are out, Zach Pascal did have a bit of a bump last game. Eight targets, five catches for 43 yards. But as soon as they come back, Zach Pascal's value will drop off. So I'm going to avoid starting him. Don't necessarily trust him. But if you need to play him, you can do it if Hilton and Paris are out. So those are the wide receivers. Let me bounce back to the running backs, jump the gun there a little bit, but I did did want to get to Michael Pittman because he has been a huge part of Carson Wentz's success. He has given him a reliable receiver one to throw to. But going back to the running backs, another thing that's really changed this offense around, and certainly a lot of it is just having healthy players, but Jonathan Taylor, he is number two amongst running backs in fantasy PPR scoring. He's been super productive. Now we know that Derrick Henry is out. He is going to be out for the rest of the season. That makes Jonathan Taylor the new number one. Taylor has five straight games with a touchdown. He has seven touchdowns total in that span. He's going to get you 20-plus touches. He's going to get you three to five catches, and now he plays the Jets' defense. The Jets give up the most fantasy points to opposing running backs. In fact, they've given up seven touchdowns to running backs in just the last two games alone. They are insanely vulnerable to running backs. Their front seven and defensive line just not looking so great right now. I would sit Naheem Hines. He's finished 44th or worse five games in a row in weekly fantasy scoring, so definitely sit him. 
As far as the tight ends go, um, we're starting to see some people come around on Mawali Cox. He was starting to get a little bit more production and, you know, had scored four touchdowns in the four previous games. But then last game, he comes out four targets, zero catches. That shows you that there's some production there. There's some value there in standard leagues only. But even then, it's very risky. I might look towards some other options. And hopefully you listen to us at the beginning of the season when we said to pick up Dalton Schultz or Dawson Knox or plenty of those other tight ends. I would start Michael Badgley. He's safe, not huge upside, but a fair kicker play. And I would start the Colts defense this week. Getting into our next game, we have Falcons at Saints. Uh, let's just get right into it with the Falcons. Matt Ryan, for me, he was already not a super productive fantasy quarterback. Now you really need to sit him. He loses Calvin Ridley, who said he needed to step away from football. Before I say anything else, I traded Calvin Ridley away like a day or two before that happened. Got a first rounder in James Robinson, so thank you very much. Um, but He loses his wide receiver, and he goes up now against the Saints, giving up the second-fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. They actually, their defense looked pretty darn good, even against the Buccaneers, who are probably the best offense in the NFL right now. So yeah, Matt Ryan, for me, is a clear and obvious sit. I'd also probably sit Mike Davis, but here's what's tough about it. There's not huge fantasy value there, and there's certainly not upside, right? You are not going to get a monster performance from him. But with the loss of Calvin Ridley, he did see a boost last game. He actually got six targets for five catches, and he ran better. He had 4.9 yards per carry. Ultimately, he finished 24th in weekly running back scoring, and that's likely where he's going to finish, in that 24 to 32 range for most weeks for running backs. That means he's not a great start. You're not excited about it. And if you managed your waiver correctly and you had a good draft, you'll likely have better options. But if you had Saquon Barkley or McCaffrey or whatever, and you're down because of bye weeks or injuries, he's probably going to see starts in a lot of leagues, and he's not the worst option. So I'm going to call him, you know, 50-50 start this week. Hopefully that makes sense. As always, contextualize it based on your league and leave a comment down below. We'll do our best to help you out. Uh, Moving on to the other guys, what about Cordell Patterson? He's an obvious start. He is still eighth amongst running backs in PPR scoring. He does it in the air and on the ground. He is a key part of that offense. Play Cordell Patterson. Um, I would sit all other wide receivers. Here's what's confusing. Russell Gage seemed to be the wide receiver too there. And you thought that maybe if Ridley went down, he'd get a boost in volume, but he got zero targets. And that Olamide Zacchaeus, he didn't have a big game either. Suddenly, Tajay Sharp steps up. He has five catches for 58 yards. But even that's very, we don't know if that's going to continue. It was really felt like it was out of the blue, out of left field. Um, And even then, it was just five catches for 58 yards. He didn't score. He didn't top 100. He didn't even, I mean, six catches is good. But, you know, if you're going off of volume alone, you really, you really need to get, you know, 10, 11 targets for, you know, more than five catches. So for me, I'm going to sit him as well. I'm just avoiding all those receivers at this point. Um, Another guy, Kyle Pitts, he had back-to-back solid games, nine catches for 119 and a touchdown, then seven catches for 163 yards. He looked great. He was trending up. But then he seems to prove to himself, prove to us that he's wildly inconsistent. Calvin Ridley leaves and boom, he sees two catches for 13 yards. I don't know what to make of Kyle Pitts. He is very confusing. Start him because there's not a lot of talent at the tight end position, and I guarantee you, you don't have a better option, but maybe you do. Maybe you have a Schultz, or maybe you've got you know, a Kelsey or someone else. The odds are very slim, but you might. I'm going to call him, and here's what's tough about it. I'm going to call him you know, a fair start this week, um, but I can't really pin down his value. 
right? Because he he could, what he just did, he could have 119 yards or 163 yards. He could see seven to 10 catches and a touchdown, you know, or he could see two catches for 13 yards and not find the end zone. His biggest problem is that he is wildly inconsistent. That makes him just a complete wild card for you um, and have fun dealing with the confusion of that from week to week. Um, but let's move on. I would sit the kicker, Young Way Koo. Um, just not doing too good, just not a lot of fantasy value there. The Falcons are not kicking enough field goals. And I would sit the Falcons defense pretty simple and straightforward there. Taking a look at the other side, what about the Saints? Jameis Winston is now out with a torn ACL, or I actually believe two torn ACLs, which is just crazy. And then Taysom Hill is also out, leaving Trevor Simeon, the starting quarterback. Of course, you're going to start Trevor, or you're going to sit Trevor Simeon. There's, he's just, nope, not happening. We've seen enough of this guy. Um, he wasn't horrible last game, but he was far from good. Sit Simeon. I would sit all other Saints wide receivers. They, with Jameis Winston, proved they didn't have much value. Now they downgrade to Simeon. That is a mess of a situation. I would sit all Saints receivers and tight ends. Now, as far as the running back goes, Alvin Kamara still play him. He's going to see volume. Last week, he was 15th in scoring amongst running backs despite having Simeon and going against a very tough Buccaneers run defense. Now he goes up against the Falcons. They give up the eighth most fantasy points to running backs. They've given up six touchdowns to backs in the last four games. And those running backs were McKissick, Hubbard, Gaskin, etc. Not great, not super phenomenal backs. Alvin Kamara should have a fair week this week despite the matchup. Um, now I would sit there kicker, Brian Johnson. He's kicking while Lutz is out. Not, not great. Not bad. Ultimately, I'm going to say sit. You've got tons of waiver wire options as you saw tons of better, uh, players to pick from there. And then finally the saints defense, I'm going to start them versus Atlanta. They just scored 16 fantasy points against the Buccaneers. Now they go up against the Falcons, giving up the six most fantasy points to opposing defenses. And they just lost a key weapon in Calvin Ridley should be a great matchup for that saints defense defense this week. All right, now we get into the Broncos at the Cowboys. Let's start off with the Cowboys. There's some, you know, question marks there as far as Dak Prescott's health. Here's what we know right now, and we don't know a lot. Um, we do know that Coach Mike McCarthy said he expects Dak Prescott will be 100% full go for their Thursday practice. We don't know at this point, but if he does practice Thursday and he's 100% then, I imagine it's likely that he is going to play this week. If he doesn't and Cooper Rush is the quarterback, that definitely devalues some players on the team, but I don't think it changes anything. Like like for Ezekiel Elliott, for example, he had a dip in production last game because Cooper Rush was out there. The offense was a little bit worse, but they still won against the Vikings. He still saw 22 touches and had volume. And he did miss in the, this was the first time in the last six games that Zeke did not score a touchdown, but I believe Tony Pollard kind of took one of the goal line carries there. So they were still productive. I would still play Zeke no matter who the quarterback is, but the value changes. Zeke is a running back one with monster upside if Prescott's out there. If Cooper Rush is out there, he's still startable, but you downgrade him to a running back too. So just understand that your expectations are going to have to change. As far as the wide receivers go, here's what's funny. Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb, you get a backup quarterback out there. What happens? They both finished top 15 in fantasy scoring last game. Yeah, they were both just fine. They saw tons of targets, and they threw the ball a lot, and they were very productive with those targets. You're going to start both Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb no matter the quarterback situation, no matter what goes on. This is a tough matchup against the Broncos, but they're fine. This offense has proven they can produce against just about anybody. 
Now, Dalton Schultz, he had an off game last game. He had just two catches last game, but he did see seven targets. And it was an off game with a different quarterback, a worse quarterback. And they still had two receivers who were very productive. So it was hard to spread the ball out that much. Um, Start him either way. He's going to be just fine this week. I expect him to finish in the four to eight range amongst tight ends. I would start their kicker, Greg Zerline. And you can start the Cowboys defense as a pretty medium average play this week. Talking about the Broncos here, we got Teddy Bridgewater. Here's the thing. This offense is averaging just 16 points a game this year, you know, and he's a quarterback who's just as likely to get you three touchdowns as he is to get you zero touchdowns. For me, I'm not going to start Teddy Bridgewater. There's just not enough fantasy value there. Um, speaking of fantasy value, you know, kind of a confusing running back situation is, is Melvin Gordon and Javonta Williams. Now, both of these guys are currently top 24 in fantasy running back scoring, but here's what's difficult. They essentially take turns as the leading back. One of them will have a very bad game, while the other running back will step up. Right now, uh, seems like Javonta Williams is, of course, the better long-term option, but it seems like uh, Melvin Gordon is the short-term guy who's a little bit more productive. It's a bit of a mess of a situation, and I'm certainly not comfortable with it. Um, But what do you say? Again, they're both top 24 in scoring. You just definitely, definitely risk one of those guys having a super bad performance. Again, I think Gordon is a safer pick, but you need to understand that putting them in your lineup Yes, they do both qualify as an RB2 statistically on the season, but it's not going to work its way out that way every single game. So for me, you know, I'm going to tell you to, you know, it's probably going to trend a little bit more towards Javonta Williams. Um, But if you need a safe pick, leave a comment down below. I would probably take a safer running back option if you've got one. As far as the wide receivers go, um, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick. Here's the thing. With Judy back, they are three wide receivers in a low-volume offense. They're basically just too many fish in too small of a pond. This is a good matchup against the Cowboys, giving up the sixth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, however. So I would play both Sutton and Jerry Judy as wide receiver threes. Um, But again, there's just a bit, you know, too much spread out in that offense, especially with Noah Fant there as well and a couple of running backs. They're a good team, but they don't have a guy who takes charge in that offense. And, you know, so none of those guys have particularly high fantasy value. In fact, I'd probably say to start all three or excuse me, I would probably say to sit all three wide receivers, but it's a good matchup. The Cowboys give up the sixth most fantasy points to opposing wideouts, so it's really hard not to play them. I would, however, sit Tim Patrick. Um, Noah Fant, I, I think it's time to sit him. He has finished 17th or worse in weekly tight end scoring three of the last four games. I would sit their kicker, Brandon McManus, and I would sit the Broncos defense. Now we got to talk about the Patriots at the Panthers. I want to talk about the Patriots first, Mac Jones. First things first, we got to say it, Mac Jones is playing a lot better lately. They go into the Chargers. They go to into LA and beat the Chargers. He is looking really good, and this team is looking a lot better. That being said, he's not looking fantasy good. I would still sit Mac Jones. But like I said, he's looking better, and ultimately, he's probably the reason you can have so much confidence in playing Damian Harris is because Harris has been a huge benefactor of the improvement of that passing game. In fact, he's currently 14th in running back scoring. That means he is a high-end running back two, getting kind of close to a running back one, and he is doing that despite having a slow start. Both of the first two games, he finished outside of the top 50 in fantasy weekly scoring. Now he's got five touchdowns in the last four games, and he is a must-start running back. As far as the wide receivers go, again, 
throwing the ball a little bit better. They're spreading it out. They're, they're getting some first downs. They're moving the chains. But there was no fantasy-relevant receiver there. In fact, I would sit all Patriots wide receivers. Their most valuable wide receiver is Jacoby Myers. He leads the Patriots wide receiving core with the most fantasy points this year. And he hasn't scored a touchdown, not just this year, but in his entire career. That really tells you everything you need to know about that receiving group. The guy you got to start is Hunter Henry. Um, He is looking much better. He has scored four touchdowns in the last five games. He is a little touchdown dependent, but at the tight end position, when you have him on your roster, you know, understand he's not going to play like Kelsey, but he will be a top 12 fantasy running back most weeks. I would play him. You got to start Nick Folk. He is actually the number one kicker in fantasy points right now. And I'd consider starting the Patriots defense. They're seventh in fantasy scoring. They've got 25 fantasy points over the last three games and, or excuse me, over the last two games. And now versus the Panthers, who give up the fifth most fantasy points to opposing defenses. They've given up 21 sacks over a five-game stretch. I think the Panthers' offensive line is not ready. They've already proven over the last few games they are very vulnerable to a good defensive front, and the Patriots could eat them up and get after the quarterback. So I would start the Patriots' defense this week. As far as the Panthers' side of things, what about Sam Darnold? Here's the thing. You need to sit Sam Darnold. Uh, He has just two touchdowns in his last three games. He actually left last game injured in the fourth quarter. And the week before that, he actually got benched near the end of that game. He has not been playing well. This offense has struggles. Part of it isn't his fault, right? He loses their running back, Christian McCaffrey, the heart and soul to not just that offense or that team, but the franchise and even the business, man. He is the guy there for Carolina. They lose him. They trade away one of their weapons in Dan Arnold and all their wide receivers. They've had injuries to wideouts and Robbie Anderson's been a bust. He's really got one weapon. Sit Sam Darnold. It's going to be a rough week for him. Uh, sounds like McCaffrey will be out another week. That means lean on Chubba Hubbard. Now, this is a tough matchup, but here's the thing. Chubba Hubbard still needs to be played. Despite being the backup for two and a half games to start the year, he is still 25th in fantasy running back scoring. Since he's been the running back, he has played and produced as a high-end RB2. Uh, the Patriots now are 14th against running backs, but they've proven they're vulnerable to pass-catching backs, so I would expect Hubbard to have a better PPR day this week than he will a standard league performance. Um, Probably won't find the end zone, but he could have five catches for, you know, 40 yards and help boost those numbers up a bit. I would play Chubbard this week, but lower your expectations. You need to start DJ Moore and sit the rest of the wide receivers. Moore has been a clear-cut wide receiver one in fantasy, and he has been very productive. But all the other guys are hurt or disappointing right now. Robbie Anderson is the only other healthy wide receiver, and he failed to catch his only target last week. Sit those guys. As far as the tight ends go, Ian Thomas and Tommy Tremble. Now, I'd keep an eye on Tremble. He is a young tight end who had four targets and three catches last game. He is a rookie, and he's looking better. But I would sit him and Thomas as well this week. I'd sit Zane Gonzalez and the Panthers defense in this matchup. All right, next up, let's get into the Vikings at the Ravens. want to start off talking about the Ravens first. Lamar Jackson does not have a lot of weapons there, and they've had some struggles, but he's played well. I want to give him credit. You still need to sit him in fantasy, though. He has just one touchdown in four of his last five games. Now he goes up against the Vikings, giving up the eighth fewest fantasy points to opposing QBs. In fact, in the last six games, the Vikings have allowed just one quarterback to throw multiple touchdowns. So, 
the, the fact of the matter is that Vikings defense is actually pretty statistically stingy. Had an off week last week, but it's not going to be a great matchup for Lamar Jackson. I would probably sit him. That being said, and, and I want to clarify this, I want to say that uh, there's going to be some of you who should start him anyways. And the reason for that being you don't, he is not bad enough and he has long this week and he has a long-term high enough value that you're not going to drop him. You're not going to drop another talented player to pick up another quarterback, right? And there, you might even be a league where there's just not great pickups. So for me, I'd expect that he's going to finish in the 9 to 12 range, not going to be his best performance. But who knows? It's the Vikings. Maybe he bounces back and has six touchdowns. Uh, honestly, wouldn't be surprised at this point. Um, I just lower your expectations for him this week. I'm going to sit all Ravens running backs, um, if at all possible. If you are completely desperate, you can, but really I would. It's a running back by committee system. If you needed to start a guy there, it'd be Latavius Murray. He's the touchdown guy, but none of them are getting volume. None of them are super efficient. None of them are, you know, absolute monsters in the passing game. Just sit those guys. As far as the wide receivers go, I'd keep an eye on Rashad Bateman, but I would still sit him. And of course, you got to sit Marquez Brown. He is the currently the 10th wide receiver in PPR scoring. He's got six touchdowns on the year. He saw 14 targets last game. That kind of volume is the reason he has managed to put up the production that he has. Lamar is leaning on him like a safety blanket, safety blanket who can make plays and find the end zone. Sounds like a pretty good deal to me. I'd start Marquez Brown. You also got to start Mark Andrews, but lower your expectations. The Vikings give up the 10th fewest fantasy points to tight ends, and they held Schultz to two catches for 11 yards, despite the fact that Schultz had seven targets. So yeah, the Vikings linebackers are pretty good at covering tight ends. You still need to start Andrews, but lower your expectations. He's probably not going to go over 100 yards for two TDs. He's going to have something probably closer to you know 50 or 60 yards and one touchdown, something like that. Of course, you got to start Justin Tucker and sit the Ravens defense this week. Tucker's phenomenal, best kicker in the league. Play him for sure. Uh, flipping sides now, let's talk about the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. Now, Kirk Cousins is currently 14th in quarterback scoring, and the Ravens are a middle-of-the-road defense, but you still need to sit Kirk Cousins. He has scored one touchdown in three of his last four games. He has been very unproductive as of recently, so I would sit him. Um, you need to start Dalvin Cook. I know that's obvious, but we got to bring it up anyways. He's eighth in running back scoring as far as points per game go. Now versus the Ravens, who give up the 10th most fantasy points to running back. In fact, they've given up four touchdowns to running backs in the last three games. And with how Kirk has played, they are going to lean heavily on their running game. The Vikings are. I expect big volume from Cook in this matchup. As far as the wide receivers go, you're going to start both Jefferson and Thielen. The Ravens do give up the seventh fewest fantasy points to opposing receivers, but they have had a pretty easy schedule. The Ravens were torched by Jamar Chase and Michael Pittman. They have shown vulnerability to receivers who are capable. I think both those guys are going to have just a fine day. Now, here's a guy that's an interesting one. If you're looking for a tight end this week, I'd consider Tyler Conklin. He had five catches for 57 yards last game. In fact, he was eighth in fantasy points that week. Um, but here's what really gets me. It's the matchup. The Ravens give up the most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. In fact, tight ends versus the Ravens are averaging 17.6 fantasy points a game. They give up 91 yards and two touchdowns to CJ Uzoma, who is not a great tight end. Um, definitely play Tyler Conklin this week. I've got a feeling it's going to be a big matchup for him. 
don't start him over a stud. Don't start him over a Darren Waller or a Travis Kelsey, you know, but if you, if you were talking about one of those guys that we, you know, had mentioned earlier, like say Hunter Henry, who's a little touchdown dependent, I might, you know, take the risk and go for the upside on Conklin. I'd start Greg Joseph. He's third in kicker scoring as far as points per game goes. And a low-end possible start is the Vikings. I don't love them. Um, but even after last game, they are ninth in defensive points, so they are an option this week. I'd probably tend to avoid them, however. Next up, I want to talk about the Browns at the Bengals. We'll go Bengals first, and Joe Burrow, he's the guy you got to start. Eighth in fantasy quarterback scoring. He's been getting better as the year goes on, as that offense has developed, especially with Jamar Chase. And versus the Browns, the Browns have given up the sixth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. That's a stat that I keep on referencing over and over and over again, at least for me who has to record this video all at once. You know, it seems like the, the points against stat is a little overdone, but I don't think so. It's a very clear and obvious indicator. We're far enough into the season that it's fairly trustworthy. It really just tells you like kind of what you can expect. I think this is going to be a good week for Burrow. I think it's going to be a good week for Jamar Chase. He is third in wide receiver scoring with seven touchdowns in eight games. Start Chase. As far as the other wide receivers there go, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd can be played as solid wide receiver threes who have upside. You don't know quite where you're going to get with those guys, but any day they could have a monster performance. So for that reason, I think you can play them as mid to low end receiver threes. Again, you have to understand that some, sometimes they're going to have a bit of an off week. Sometimes they're going to miss, but they both actually finished you know, fairly high wide receivers so far this season, despite missing a few games. Um, now, CJ Uzoma, here's a, here's a really interesting one. He's incredibly touchdown dependent. I think you need to sit him. In three games, he has scored an average of, or in the three games that he has scored, he has averaged fifth in fantasy points amongst tight ends. But in the five games he hasn't scored, he is on average 37th in tight end scoring. Here's a situation where you get big upside with him. The risk is not it's there's too much risk. There's not enough reward. Sit CJ Uzuma. Now you can make a safe start out of Evan McPherson, but he is 20th in PPR points in points per game, excuse me, amongst kickers. So he's not a terrible play. Um, he's been kicking a little bit better, but you know, for me, that's a sit. And as far as the Bengals defense go, I'm going to sit them uh, this week as well. Now talking about the, the Brown side of the football, they have struggled recently, mostly due to injury, but uh, here's the breakdown right now. You got to sit Baker Mayfield. He is 25th in fantasy quarterback scoring. He's not a good fantasy QB. I've been impressed with him making the most out of the weapons that he has, but the production just hasn't been there. As far as the running backs go, Kareem Hunt is still in the IR. That means you got to play, of course, and you would have anyways, Nick Chubb. He's averaging 17 points a game, and he goes up against the Bengals, who allow the eighth most fantasy points to running backs. Here's the thing. They just got torched by the Jets running backs, who two Jets running backs in the running game and the passing game combined for 258 yards and two TDs. They looked phenomenal. Chubb's going to have a good day. And for that reason, I think you should consider playing Dearness Johnson as well. He scored last game, uh, but he saw just seven touches. However, he did see two more targets than Chubb, and that's what really stands out to me. Last game, the Bengals gave up 20 targets and 14 catches to the Jets running backs. I expect to see heavy passing game usage for Dearness Johnson this week. You know, maybe I'm wrong in that. If it's too risky for you, I get it. He is a low-end start. I would consider him really a high-end running back three or more likely a flex play in PPR leagues this week. 
As far as the receivers go, there's only one guy there that's worth it. That's Jarvis Landry. He is the clear wide receiver one who, due to volume, has some value and should be started. The Bengals have proven to be particularly vulnerable to wide receiver ones. That is the number one target in the offense has shredded them. Thielen, Claypool, Devontae Adams, Marquez Brown, Claypool, uh, they've given up big games to a lot of those receivers. Whoever that number one option is in the passing game that week, albeit maybe there was an injury and that's why a guy was the number one. It doesn't matter. Um, I don't know if they're just weak at their number one corner spot, but that seems like what it is. I would sit all tight ends there for the Browns. I'm going to sit their kicker, Chase McLaughlin, and I'm going to sit the Browns defense this week as well. All right, here's a simple matchup. Bills at Jaguars. Josh Allen's a must play. He's top four in weekly scoring three games in a row. He's averaging 3.4 touchdowns a game over his last five games, and the Jaguars give up the ninth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Play Josh Allen. Zach Moss is another running back you should play. He's been fairly productive and capitalized off of just really this team as a whole. He's 27th in running back scoring in just six games. He's not huge on volume, but he's a three down back. In fact, last game he had six catches for 40 yards, and he's been able to find the end zone because that offense has been productive. I would play Zach Moss. Certainly not going to be a guy to have a monster performance. He doesn't have quite the ceiling, but he is a very safe running back as far as fantasy value goes. Now, as far as the other guy there goes, Singletary, I would sit him. And as we get into the wide receivers, it's really pretty straightforward. Emmanuel Sanders hasn't had huge value lately. I would sit him. He's he's good. He's talented, but he's really a wide receiver four in fantasy. You need to start Stefan Diggs. He is a high-end wide receiver two. And I would play Cole Beasley as a wide receiver three. As long as Dawson Knox is out, Beasley has been productive. He's got 17 catches for 198 yards and a touchdown over just his last two games. Two games where Dawson Knox was out, where now Cole Beasley steps in and he has currently been the safety blanket. That's really helped his performances. Now versus the Jaguars, who give up the seventh most fantasy points to opposing receivers. They've allowed six plus 100-yard wide receiving performances against them. They've given up four touchdowns to receivers in the last two games. Diggs and Beasley are going to have a monster performance this week. Uh, now, Dawson Knox gets mentioned, the tight end there. He is out right now with that broken hand that had surgery. There is a chance that he plays this coming week, but I doubt it. It might be one more week. However, when he plays, I think you should start him. He has five touchdowns in his last six games. He has been a pretty crucial part of that offense. And like I said, Beasley will probably see a dip in production whenever it is that Dawson Knox returns. You need to start Tyler Bass. As far as fantasy points per game, Tyler Bass is the number one kicker. He has got 11 points per game. And funny enough, sure, <clears throat> excuse me. Funny enough, so are the Bills. Uh, they are number one in fantasy as far as points per game for defenses go. They're averaging almost 12 points a game. And oh yeah, it's a great matchup against the Jaguars who give up the second most fantasy points to opposing defenses. They've really got a lot to mature there and a lot of issues going on. And oh yeah, James Robinson's questionable. So let's get into that. Let's get into the Jaguars offense now. Trevor Lawrence, you got to sit that guy. The Bills give up the fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. In fact, they've held opposing QBs to zero passing touchdowns in four of seven games. They have dominated quarterbacks, man. They have just pretty much done whatever they want. Plus, Lawrence is only 22nd in fantasy scoring, and he's only had one week inside of the top 12. That's a clear sit for me. I think it is for you too, but you kind of got to put that research out there anyways. Um, getting to the running backs, we'll address the question, James Robinson, what do we know? 
As always, this is the NFL in 2021. The answer is not much, but we do know this. He is currently marked as questionable, and Adam Schefter reported that with that foot injury, he avoided serious injury, so it was nothing major. Um, I think he's going to sit this week and take the week off. If he plays, you need to start him, however. He's 13th in running back scoring, and here's the scary thing. James Robinson's been just crazy good. If you ignore last game where he played part of the game but got hurt because you really can't count that, and you ignore the first two games of the season when the coaches refused to give him the ball in all those other games, in all four other games, he is top 12 in running back scoring. He is an RB1. That's how good James Robinson is. However, I think he's going to take one more week off. So if he plays, start him. Um, Of course, if he sits, sit him. Duh. Uh, the, The question then being, Carlos Hyde, what is his fantasy value if James Robinson is out? He did score 13 fantasy points last game, but here's the thing. The Bills give up the fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs. In fact, Derrick Henry is the only running back to score a touchdown versus the Bills, period. Any touchdown of any kind, just it's Derrick Henry is the only running back to rush for a touchdown against them. So yeah, this is the toughest run defense in the league. I would still probably sit Carlos Hyde unless you were desperate for options and didn't have a waiver wire pickup. But unless you were already handcuffing, you'd probably have to pick up Carlos Hyde. And then which case I'd probably just target another running back depending on who's out there. As far as the wide receivers go, Marvin Jones can be played as a wide receiver three. It's a tough matchup. The Bills give up the second fewest fantasy points to opposing receivers. They really are the best defense in the NFL right now. I mean that. Now, no wide receiver has scored against them and had more than 36 receiving yards. That's how good they've been. Um, I would also watch but not start Jamal Agnew. He has slowly taken over. He's looked a lot better, had a big game last game. I don't trust him, and it's a tough matchup, but keep your eye on him. He has looked better as of recently. I'd consider starting Dan Arnold. While the the Bills give up the eighth fewest fantasy points to opposing tight ends, somehow that might be their weak spot of their defense. And for Arnold, who had 10 targets, 8 catches, and 68 yards the game prior— Could be a good matchup for him. Wouldn't be surprised if he had big volume. I would actually play him this week. I would sit their kicker, Matthew Wright, and I would sit the Jaguars defense. Up next, we have the Texans at the Dolphins. We'll start off with the Dolphins and Tua. Had a bad game last game, but the game before that, he was number one in weekly quarterback scoring with four touchdowns, and he's looked pretty good recently. It's also a good matchup. The Texans give up the ninth most. In fact, they've given up three touchdowns. They've given up almost three touchdowns a game to opposing quarterbacks. So they've been very vulnerable in that category. I don't have a ton of trust for Tua, but he has huge upside in this game. I think that you can start him in that 10 to 14 range. Again, there's definitely some concerns there, but he should capitalize off of this matchup. And he's definitely a daily fantasy play for sure. Um, As far as the running backs go, his return, Tua's return, has added a lot more value to Miles Gaskin, who's simply playing better now. And I think you can start as a low-end running back, two or flex in PPR leagues. Now, in standard leagues, it's a different story, but he is the RB20 in PPR formats and 26 in standard. That really tells you his value. You combine that in with tough matchups, injuries, bye weeks, and, you know, whatever it may be, Miles Gaskins is a running back that should be started by most people. excuse me, getting into the wide receivers, both Devontae Parker and Jalen Waddle can be played as wide receiver threes. They've both been fairly productive, but not insanely productive. Now they play the Texans who have given up four touchdowns in the last two games to opposing wideouts. 
So that should be a pretty good week for them. I would love to see the Dolphins just dominate in this game and you know have a lot of offensive numbers. I think it's going to happen, but I can't guarantee it. Um, so I would know that or I would let you know that I think there's huge upside there. You got to start Mike Kosicki. Now he is crazy inconsistent. He makes you very nervous, but he's still the tight end number four in PPR scoring. That's really all you need to know. Handle the inconsistency, deal with it, and just be happy when you have the good games and I guess move on and ignore the bad ones. I would sit their kicker, Jason Sanders, and sit the Dolphins defense. And you know, there's honestly not a ton of fantasy value in this matchup. It's very apparent now that we get into the Texans. Here's how clear it is. You're going to sit Davis Mills, plain and simple. Just no, you just sit Davis Mills. And then as far as the running backs go, they traded Mark Ingram away. So who steps up? Well, Lindsey's been disappointing this year. David Johnson's been, he's an older running back, not super productive. And so, you know, maybe he steps up, maybe he gets some volume, but sure enough, they've been getting carries to Scotty Phillips. He's been touching more than both of those guys, getting more touches, seeing more time, but he's still not good enough to start. Keep your eye on Scotty Phillips, but do not start him this week. As far as the receivers go, you're going to sit all receivers except Brandon Cooks. He is currently the wide receiver, 17 in PPR scoring. And oh yeah, the Dolphins give up the second most points to opposing wide receivers. Based off of volume, Brandon Cooks has been a very productive wideout. Um, again, quarterback situation is not great, but when you're seeing 10 to 12 targets a game, it really doesn't matter. And he is a really good wide receiver, former first round pick, who the only reason he got traded around for so much to so many teams for so long was that, you know, there's so many talented wide receivers and he showed showed so much promise that I think a lot of people thought they could really utilize him well. I'm going to sit all their tight ends, both Jordan Aiken and Brevin Jordan. I'm going to sit Kaimi Fairbairn and the Texans defense this week. What a simple and straightforward matchup that was. All right, let's get into the Raiders at Giants. Giants first, Daniel Jones. Sit this guy. 22nd in fantasy scoring over the last four weeks. He's averaging less than one passing touchdown a game on the season. And in these last four weeks, he's actually averaging less than one touchdown total. So even the uh, the mobility and the ability to run has not saved him. I would sit him. Saquon Barkley is questionable and may be back, but I expect he's going to be out. I would, uh, Of course, if Barkley starts and he's in the game, you need to play him. You need to put him in your lineup. But I don't think he will be this week. I would expect it's one more week for Devontae Booker, who has been very productive when, when Saquon has been out. Three touchdowns in the last three games. He's seeing a fair amount of volume. And now versus the Raiders, they have faced a very low rushing volume. The people are not running against the Raiders. Against the Raiders, it's been shootouts. But they've allowed nine touchdowns in seven games, and they're giving up the 11th most fantasy points to running backs. Again, despite the fact that most running backs are only seeing nine or 10 or 11 carries against them. So definitely play Booker. Should be a great matchup for him. And I'm just going to say it, I would sit all Giants wide receivers. They're all banged up. They all, uh, they've all they all really underperformed last couple of games. This offense is struggling, and the Raiders give up the fifth fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. That, to me, very clear. I'm just going to avoid that whole situation. I'm going to sit Evan Ingram. He had three catches for 15 yards last week. That's true Evan Ingram fashion. I'd sit Graham Gano and the Giants defense. Right now, they're just struggling. It might be due to injury and coaching. It doesn't really matter what it is. I imagine the Giants are going to turn it around, but they're still struggling. Just avoid that situation. As far as uh, the Raiders go, you got to start Derek Carr. He's averaging 23.5 fantasy points a game. He's looking great. Um, To address Josh Jacobs, now, he's had two full weeks to rest and get healthy and recover from that chest injury that he had. I think he'll be back this week. 
And I really hope that he is because he's been very productive when he has played. Now, look back to last game before he got hurt. He was off to a really hot start. He had six carries for 29 yards and a touchdown, plus three catches for 38 yards. Of course, then he gets hurt, but he's been very productive. In fact, he is the RB20 in PPR scoring, and he's got, uh, excuse me, he is the RB20 in PPR scoring this season, and two of his games, he didn't even play the whole game. So that shows you just how productive he has been. As far as the wide receivers there go for the Raiders, the only guy to consider is Hunter Renfro. He's their top option, and he is 34th wide receiver in PPR scoring and only has two touchdowns on the year. Um, in PPR scoring, you can start Hunter Renfro, but I would sit him in standards, and I would sit the rest of those guys. Of course, many of you probably heard what happened to uh, Henry Ruggs, who I believe got a, he's, I believe he's arrested for a DUI, got in a car accident, and I believe someone passed away, so... Uh, needless to say, I don't imagine he's going to be playing this week. Possibly that means Brian Edwards has a larger role, but that's not safe enough for you to go kind of run with that and start him. You need to start Darren Waller if he plays. He is questionable, and he did almost play last week, so I think this is the week for him. I think he comes back, and you should play him. I would start Daniel Carlson. It's not interesting, but he makes a lot of easy kicks. Um, so, you know, that's really all that matters. It's not like he's kicking 50 yarders. He's getting a lot of 30-yard field goals. I'd also sit the Raiders' defense. They're 17th in points per game amongst defenses. They don't get after the quarterback well, and they've only had one pick. Um, they've only had picks in two games this year. So, yeah, I would sit them as well. Another simple matchup there. Up next, let's talk about the Chargers at the Eagles. We'll go Chargers first and Justin Herbert. Now, he's 10th in fantasy quarterback scoring, but he's very inconsistent. Here's his weekly finishes this season. 25th, 20th, 3rd, 12th, 1st, 24th, and 14th. Now, wildly inconsistent, feels hard to predict. He does play the Eagles, giving up the 8th fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Mike Williams has struggled the last two games, so for me, I'm going to sit Justin Herbert in this game. Now, Austin Eckler is an obvious start. The Eagles give up the second most fantasy points to opposing running backs. He is the RB3 in PPR scoring with eight touchdowns in 70 games. Of course, he had six catches for 60 yards last game. We know how versatile he is. Austin Eckler is a must play. As far as the wide receivers go, both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are top 26 in wide receiver scoring. Like I said, Williams has been off lately over the last two games. He has just four catches for 46 yards, and this is a tough matchup where the Eagles give up the third fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. So I'll say this. You need to play Keenan Allen. He is a safe PPR option who's been getting better and better. You might want to consider sitting Mike Williams. I know that's a crazy bold opinion, and I'll tell you right now, I know Connor wouldn't agree with that, and I don't think Rob would agree with that, but it's a tough matchup. He's a guy who struggled in years past, and he played really great for a few weeks there, but now he's struggling. I I think he's going to bounce back. I think he's going to be fine. I don't think this is going to be the week. I think he might have one more week of mediocre performance. I could be wrong, and I hope I'm wrong, but for me, you know, I'd probably call him a wide receiver for this week. Again, that's kind of a bold take, so I want to warn you, that's a bold take. It might just be my opinion. If you disagree with me, feel free to start him. Many people are going to be starting him this week. I think you should sit Jared Cook. He is 16th in tight end scoring. He is very unreliable. I'm going to sit just, or excuse me, their kicker Dustin Hopkins and the Chargers defense. Getting into the Eagles side now, Jalen Hurts. He is top six in fantasy quarterback scoring. He has been startable in seven of his eight games. You got to play Jalen Hurts. 
you know what? It's a tough matchup against the Chargers. They're good. They have a good pass defense. But what makes Hurts valuable is his ability to run the football. So that should not impact him a whole lot. As far as the running game goes, Miles Sanders is, of course, out on the IR. So we have a messy running back situation with Kenneth Gainwell, Jordan Howard, and Boston Scott. Now, here's the tough thing. I really, really want to say sit all of those guys. It feels like a running back by committee that you cannot trust. But the Chargers do give up the fifth most fantasy points to opposing running backs. If you would start anyone there, I think your safe option is probably Boston Scott. But honestly, who knows? Because a few weeks ago, you would have easily said that it was Kenneth Gainwell. And the guy who might be best in the goal line is Jordan Howard. So that's why I'd probably sit them all. It's because we have no idea what to expect from this game. I really mean that. And I'm just being honest with you. I know I'm the the guy making the video is supposed to be the expert. I think sometimes the true experts are willing to admit when they're not sure. This is like science. It's an experiment. Let's run the experiment and observe, and we'll see what happens. As far as the wide receivers there go, uh, I would sit all Eagles wide receivers. This is a tough matchup. Even uh, the Devonta Smith there, the Chargers give up the fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. In fact, the most the, the worst, the best day that a wide receiver has had against the Chargers is 45 yards and a touchdown. Now, Smith just had one catch last game. So again, I'm just, I'm going to avoid that whole situation. I'm going to sit all those guys. The guy I would start, and I think he's going to have a monster game, is Dallas Godert. The Chargers give up the third most points to tight ends. Godert has played way better and seen way more volume now that Zach Ertz is gone. In fact, last game, he had six catches for 72 yards. I would start Jake Elliott and sit the Eagles defense this week as well. Our next game is Packers at Chiefs. Let's start off with the Packers, Aaron Rodgers. He is a must start against that bad Chiefs defense. They're giving up the third most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. And Rodgers has proven how good he is. And he's going to be getting Devontae Adams back. So that's going to help a lot. As far as the running backs go, Aaron Jones Fifth in running back PPR scoring. He's an obvious start. The Chiefs just allowed 125 yards to Devontae Booker alone. Aaron Jones is a better running back and will likely have a better day than that. Of course, Devontae Adams, he should clear the COVID protocol, and then he'll be back, and he's a must-start. His 23 fantasy points a game is fourth amongst receivers. He is a you know an elite wide receiver. He's not just a wide receiver one. He is a top half. He is top six, top five, top four, top three. I mean, really probably got to be up there with with Cooper Cup as one of the two top fantasy wideouts. I'm going to sit all other Packers receivers, and I'm going to sit all Packers tight ends. Remember that Robert Tanyan is out. I'd sit Mason Crosby. He's 15th in kicker scoring, and they've actually been giving him a lot less attempts lately. But I'd actually start the Packers defense this week versus the Chiefs, tell the Chiefs figure some things out. I think this could be a good week for that Packers defense. Taking a look now at the other side. Speaking of the Chiefs, Pat Mahomes, what do you do? He had an off week for sure, but he's still number two in fantasy scoring. And he really, I think he's only still had one bad fantasy game. He's had bad games. He's had turnovers, but he's still got Hill and Kelsey and a lot of weapons there. I would still play him. Now, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is out on the IR. So here's what we know about this running back situation. It was a confusing week last week. Thought for sure Daryl Williams would be the guy, but they also used Derek Gore. But you know what? Despite splitting roles, they both had good days. Derek Gore had a better Derek Gore, excuse me, had a slightly, I mean slightly better yards per carry. But Damian, or excuse me, Darrell Williams had six catches for 61 yards. I would start Williams. I think that he is going to see more touches in this matchup. They will likely be down again and throwing the football. So he should see a lot more time on the field. 
versus the Packers. Now, the Packers have given up nine touchdowns to running backs in their last six games. They have been very vulnerable to running backs. So again, Williams should be a very good play this week. You need to start Tyreek Hill. He's the number two wide receiver in all fantasy. He saw in a monster 18 targets last game. Yes, the Packers give up the 10th fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, but I think Hill, if he's going to get anything like last game's volume, 18 targets, yeah, he's going to be just fine. I would say all other Chiefs receivers. Of course, you're going to start Travis Kelsey. He's the number one tight end in fantasy. I would, however, sit Harrison Butker and the Chiefs defense. We got to talk about the Cardinals at the 49ers now. Let's start talking about the Cardinals. I think this is going to be a big bounce back week for them. Kyler Murray is a must start. He's fifth in quarterback scoring, and the 49ers have given up the second most fantasy points to opposing QBs. Should be a great day for him. I expect big things. Now, here's what I got to address um, the running back situation. Um, just talked about this with Connor in one of our videos, and you know he felt like maybe Chase Edmonds would kind of take over that backfield a little bit. I said it was Connor, and here's what's interesting. We saw a boost in PPR value last week from Edmonds, but it was also the one and only game that they were down. This is the only time the Cardinals were down and needed to throw the ball. That kept Edmonds on the field more because he is certainly a better pass-catching back. But Connor has eight touchdowns in eight games. He's 22nd in PPR scoring. He's even better in standard league scoring. Um, James Connor is the RB1. When they are winning and they're doing well, Connor is the running back. Um, so I think things have been confusing there. I would start Connor and sit Edmonds this week. I know that a lot of people may disagree with that opinion, but it's worked for me so far. People have been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks that they don't trust Connor, but he's been fine. He is touchdown dependent, but that's okay. That's not the worst thing in the world. Again, he definitely lost out on a lot of value last game because of that. He didn't see a lot of carries, but he still found the end zone twice. He still scored two times, so it's hard to argue with that. As far as the wide receivers go, start DeAndre Hopkins as a high-end wide receiver two, low-end receiver one right in that area, and you can play both A.J. Green and Christian Kirk as wide receiver threes. Of course, you need to play Zach Ertz. He has scored in two of his last three games. In his worst game with the Cardinals, he finished 14th amongst tight ends. In fact, since being with the Cardinals, he is the tight end number four in fantasy scoring. He's been great. Play Zach Ertz. I'd also start Matt Prater and start the Cardinals defense. They're actually the third best defense in points per game this season. Taking a look at the other side, 49ers there, maybe not so positive, not so much to get excited about, but there are a few guys there. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo is a must-sit. He's 25th in quarterback scoring in points per game, and the Cardinals give up the third fewest fantasy points to opposing QBs. Not going to be a good day there for Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they're going to bounce back angry. Wouldn't be surprised if they just completely shredded the 49ers. That being said, Eli Mitchell has huge value. You need to play him. Um, the Cardinals do give up the eighth fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs, but in uh, Eli Mitchell's three fully healthy games, he has over 100 yards rushing, one touchdown, and at least 5.5 yards per carry in all of those games. He is the running back eight overall those weeks. He is an RB1 when he is fully healthy. I mean that. That's how good he is. Start Eli Mitchell. If he's healthy this week, he should have running back one. Uh, performance. I really think so. Debo Samuel is a must start. He is the fourth overall wide receiver in scoring, and he's actually second in points per game. He is a must start. He's right up there with Adams and Cooper Cup and all those other studs. I would, however, sit all other wide receivers there. Now, George Kittle, um, 
according to Coach Kyle Shanahan, expects Kittle, uh, who is currently on the IR, should be back for Week 9. Who knows on that? If George Kittle plays, start him. If he is, of course, injured, he might not play, then you'll sit him. Duh. I would sit their kicker, Joey Sly, and sit the 49ers defense there. Really clear breakdown, really nice and easy. Our next game is Titans at Rams. Matthew Stafford got to hand it. Big big props to this guy. Just tied the record for most touchdown passes in a player's first eight games with the team. He has got 22 touchdown passes. He's fourth in fantasy quarterback scoring. Start Matthew Stafford. He has been so fun to watch. Same goes for Daryl Henderson. He has continued to perform. Daryl Henderson is a must start. In fact, he is currently the RB11 in PPR scoring. Now that Derrick Henry is out with the Rams, um, they could even... So playing the Titans this week, Derrick Henry's out, excuse me, uh, they could get a early lead. I imagine the Titans are going to struggle without Derrick Henry. I see the Rams getting up big early, and I imagine they're going to run the ball a ton. We could see 25-plus touches from Daryl Henderson this week. Should be a monster performance from him. I have no doubts whatsoever. Barring injury, he's going to be great. As far as the receivers go, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, I think they lose a little bit of value because of Derrick Henry being out. But start both these guys. The Titans give up the most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, and the Rams stick to what they do best. They're going to throw the ball no matter what the score is. I mean that. Cup is on pace for 133 catches, 1,900 yards, and 21 TDs. They just let Deshaun Jackson go, so Robert Woods is going to be fine. Play both those guys. I would sit Higby. Tyler Higby struggled. A lot of people, you know, kind of had him as a sleeper heading into this season, thought it would be the year. It has not been the year for him. Here's what he's finished over the last, uh, I don't know how many games is that, seven games, I believe, but he finished 48th, 9th, 22nd, 12th, 22nd, 15th, and 25th. He has struggled. In fact, what is that? In his last five games, he has just one game inside of the top 12 and that game was 12th, so he has not performed well there. You must start is kicker Matt Gay, and you got to start the Rams' defense this week. That's what I want to highlight. I really wonder if the Titans are going to struggle in this matchup without their running back, so I'm definitely playing the Rams in this game. I think they could dominate that Titans team. Speaking of the Titans, let's talk about it. The Rams give up the ninth fewest fantasy points to opposing QBs, and again, They're going to struggle without Derrick Henry. The last time that they did not run the ball well, that was week one, and Tannehill was 19th in weekly quarterback scoring despite heavy garbage time stats and a blowout loss to the Cardinals. Um, So yeah, I expect that to happen again from Ryan Tannehill. Could be good for the wide receiver's value, but I'm going to avoid Tannehill this week. They did sign Adrian Peterson as Derrick Henry's replacement. I'm just avoiding that. He was a free agent for a reason. It's a messy backfield. We don't know who's going to be the back there. I wouldn't start any running back in this game. We need a week to see. I'd make waiver wire claims. I'd be aggressive. I'd pick them up, but you need to stash them and not start them. As far as the receivers go, A.J. Brown, uh, this guy needs a round, of appla- a round of applause and a pat on the back. He has been great his last three games. He had seven catches for 91 yards and then eight catches for 133 and a touchdown. And then finally, 10 catches for 155 yards and a touchdown. In fact, over the last three games, he is the number two wide receiver overall in fantasy. He is a must-play guy. And yeah, the offense is going to struggle now without Henry, but he might see a volume boost, and he is certainly going to get garbage time stats. Uh, What about Julio Jones? 
He has just five catches for 97 yards over his last two games. And he could see extra volume, but for me, he's a sit. In fact, he is currently the wide receiver 73 in fantasy. He has been a big disappointment this year. I'm going to sit all tight ends there. If you would start one, it might be Jeff Swaim. He did have four catches off five targets and 23 yards as well as a touchdown. That was a real fluke of a performance there for him. I would sit all their tight ends. I'd sit Randy Bullock. He's a great kicker. In fact, he's fourth in kicker points per game so far this year. But again, you have to base it based off of how that offense is going to produce. And for me, I don't think they're going to produce. And finally, I would sit the Titans defense. It's going to be a fun game to watch. I guess we'll get to see what the Titans can do without the main piece to that offense. Next up in our final game for this video, it's been a long video, I'm tired, but tons of stuff to talk about here. Finally, we'll end it with Bears at Steelers. We got to talk about the Steelers first. Ben Roethlisberger continued to be a must-sit quarterback. He has just one touchdown in six of his last seven games. He is 27th in scoring on the year. Sit that guy. For sure, you already knew that, but now you know that for sure. Now, of course, Najee Harris is a must-play. He has at least 19 fantasy points in six straight games, so it's no wonder he is top six in running back scoring in PPR leagues. Even in standard leagues, he is a must-start. As far as the wide receivers go, Deontay Johnson is a high-end receiver two. Claypool is a high-end wide receiver three. And if you're looking for a pretty risky pick here at tight end, you can go with Pat Freermouth. His last couple, couple games, he's been great. In fact, he was third in tight end scoring last game. He's got back-to-back games with seven targets. Um, He's going to have lowered value this week against the Bears, who just shut down Tyler Higbee. They've shut down Hawkinson and Waller. In fact, the Bears give up the fewest fantasy points to opposing tight ends. If you want to take a risk on a flyer, you can go Pat Fryermouth. He's gaining volume in that offense since Juju Smith-Schuster is out. I think he's got huge value for the rest of his career. He's a good dynasty tight end, um, and he's going to be good the rest of the season, but I would probably sit him this week. Um, I would sit Chris Boswell and the Steelers' defense. I'm going to start them versus the Bears. The Steelers are trending up, and they have got nine sacks in the last two games. Now they play the Bears, who give up the fifth most fantasy points to opposing QBs. Could certainly be a good week for them. Far from a guarantee, I wouldn't be surprised if they were all over Justin Fields, who had a fairly good game. We'll talk about it now. Justin Fields is a must-sit. He was fun to watch last game, but even with his crazy running, he still failed to total 300 yards, and he only had two touchdowns. He still did not have a great fantasy day. He was better. He ran for over 100. It was fun to watch. This not reliable fantasy number. He still threw just one touchdown. I'm going to sit Justin Fields. Uh, Now, Khalil Herbert, he really got game scripted out of that game. It was a bad game for him. Uh, In fact, he finished 33rd in weekly scoring. But the prior two games, he had two top 12 finishes. Versus the Steelers, they give up the sixth fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs. The deal with Herbert, lower your expectations this week. He's not going to have a monster performance. um, But many of you may be desperate with injuries, bye weeks, and disappointing players and such. He is playable. I would consider him to be a very low-end running back, too, and I mean very, or a flex play. I'm going to sit all Bears wide receivers. It's as simple as this. Their best, most productive receiver this year is Darnell Mooney, who is 42nd in scoring. So really, that's all you need to know. You need to sit Cole Met and Jesse James, their tight ends, sit their kicker, Cairo Santos, and sit the Bears defense. 
<sighs> All right, guys, that was a long video, tons of games, tons of breakdowns, tons of information. I went by it pretty fast to save some time, not waste anybody's time. So if you need to ask a question, talk some more football, that is what we are here for. That's why we're covering every player from every game. And hopefully I just gave you everything you need to know. Come away with a win this week. Guys, you have a great day and God bless.